It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Um, I don't know what exactly happened in the previous episode. I have not recorded it yet. Um, I believe uh, Sharon and I might record that one together. Uh, maybe there will be a guest, although probably not, other than Sharon, I mean. She's a guest. She's a guest. She's more than a guest. Um, so, uh, hey, I hope you listen to it. It's probably a whole lot of fun on that one. Um, we, well, we're not talking about that one. We're talking about this one. This episode is starting with the word Druze. I think that's just how you say it. Now, you can spell it capital D-R-U-Z-E or an S instead of a Z. The plural, you can add an S or not to either one of those spellings. Uh, Druze, Druses, I guess you would say. And it is a noun from 1855, a member of a religious sect originating among Muslims and centered in Lebanon and Syria. Druze. This is from the Arabic dru... I don't know how to say this word. Duruz, maybe? Uh, That is the plural from... Oh, I guess it's a person's name. Um, Muhammad... Ibn Ismail al-Durazi, and the Durazi part is what became Duruz. I guess Duruz is the plural of Durazi. And of course, I apologize for my pronunciation on every single one of these words. Uh, This person, Muhammad, died in 1019. 1019. So that was, well, I guess it was 2004 years ago. No, 1004 years ago. And uh, they were a Muslim religious leader. So this whole uh, religious sect is all about uh, this, this, uh, this dude, this guy, this person, this human, Muhammad. And this group is called Druze. I think that's just how you say it. I will put a link in the show notes for Druze. Mm, okay, now I have to do a sound effect. Uh, so let's do, um, mm, well, let's see, I don't know. We can do, we could do, no, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do a, ee, no, I don't like that one. Let's just go, boom, 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 yeah, simple, simple, musical, short. The next word is the first form of dry, D-R-Y, the first of the D-R-Y words. Many, many definitions here. It is an adjective from before the 12th century, 1A. Free or relatively free from a liquid and especially water. Mostly free, no, very little liquid or no liquid whatsoever, specifically water. If you don't got no water, you're dry. My hands are dry right now. I got to put some lotion on them. You can't really just dip them in water. That's not going to make them not dry. It's going to make them wet, but they're not going to you know, the, the tissues and the skin and everything, they need to soak in the hydration. So you got to drink a lot of water too. Oh, don't get me started on that. Just please drink water. That's all. That's all I ask. That's the only thing I've ever asked anybody ever. 1B, not being in or underwater. That's, that's a definition for this word, dry. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm dry because I'm not in or underwater right now. That's why I'm dry. 
seems like a weird way to describe being dry, but it is true. So I guess that's a way that you can say that. 1C. I guess you're probably not talking about a person in that context. You're probably talking about like, I don't know, a dry fish or something. I don't know. Something, it, it makes sense in some way. 1C. Lacking precipitation or humidity. And that is also about the, the water in the air. If there's no water in liquid form falling from the sky or there is very little uh, just water content in the air, uh, then it is dry. Uh, the, the deserts, they are arid and dry because they don't have a lot of humidity going on, making everything wet. 2A, characterized by exhaustion of a supply of liquid, as in a dry well. So all the liquid has been exhausted. There's no more water in the thing. It is dry. A well is not very useful when it's dry. 2B. Devoid of running water, as in a dry ravine. That's very sad for the ecology. We got to get the water in there. It brings life to everything. 2C. Devoid of natural moisture, as in my throat was dry. I don't have any of its natural moisture. I should drink some water. I should have had some water before I recorded this. 2D, no longer sticky or damp, is dry. What, um, what, what are we talking about here? No longer sticky or damp. It's something, I guess if something is normally sticky or damp, then that's its normal state. But then if it has lost all of the dampness and the stickiness, it is dry. Dry. 2E. Not giving milk, as in a dry cow. The cow said, uh, sorry, human farmer, no milk for you. You don't get any of my milk. I'm saving it for my babies. 2F. Wow, lots of twos. 2F. Lacking freshness. The synonym is stale, S-T-A-L-E. Oh, yeah, I don't think you want to be eating any, oh, I don't know, dry bread, stale bread, dry chips, dry dry cookies. Uh, yeah, they're, uh, they're not, not fresh, not the tastiest. The, the, the consistency is probably going to feel all weird, right? 2G, the synonym is anhydrous. A-N-H-Y-D-R-O-U-S. So hydrous would be something that has, you know, the water in it. It is saturated with water, maybe. But then you put the A-N prefix, and it's the opposite of that. 3A. Marked by the absence of scantiness of secretions. Scantiness of secretions, as in a dry cough. So there is there is no... Absence, oh, absence or scantiness, marked by the absence or scantiness of secretions. So uh, there's no the no no secretions going on in the in the throat in the cough. There's there's like normal uh, lubrication happening with your saliva in your throat in your mouth in that whole region. Uh, but if you are absent of these secretions, maybe if your salivary glands are not working correctly. Uh, then you might have a dry cough, or I, I don't know why it happens.
I'm not a doctor. 3B. Not shedding or accompanied by tears, as in a dry sob. There are no tears coming out of your eyeballs. It's not literally your eyeballs. It's just next to your eyeballs. Um, I don't think I've ever had a dry sob. Uh, why, why does this happen? Have you cried so much? Are you so dehydrated that you have no liquid left to, to, to cry, to tear up? Um, a dry sob. I mean, this must happen. It's probably more in babies. Babies cry so much, and then they just run out of all the liquid. So they got a dry sob. Four is obsolete. Involving no bloodshed or drowning, as in, I would fain die a dry death. And that's from Shakespeare. So, uh, so there's no bloodshed or drowning. Those are very different. Bloodshed and drowning. Um, I would fain die a dry death. I wonder if he used it there because die and dry rhyme. Uh, so what does that mean? I would a dry death. So there's in that death, there is no bloodshed, but there's also no drowning. So you're not dying in one of those two ways. You haven't been stabbed or quartered, uh, and you're not uh, dying in water. So that's a dry death. Hmm. Shakespeare getting creative with the words. 5A. Marked by the absence of alcoholic beverages, as in a dry party. Um, well, literally, there is a lot less liquid at the party, so it's drier than a normal party, uh, quote-unquote normal. Um, but also, um, you know, it's uh, people People like to have that, that uh, personality lubrication, um, and so that's another way that they are considered dry. They just got to figure it out on their own. How do you be a human? How do you talk to people when you have no alcohol in you? I don't know. You could figure it out. You can totally have fun with no alcohol. Be dry. 5B. Prohibiting the manufacture or distribution of alcoholic beverages, as in a dry county. No alcohol can be consumed there. Uh, the, 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 the city I live in, uh, where I grew up, uh, it was dry for many, many years and decades after uh, Prohibition ended. In fact, I think it was one of the first places that really pushed Prohibition, so we're super proud of that. Haha. <laughs> Six, served or eaten without butter or margarine, as in dry toast. Ugh, dry toast. Some people like dry toast. I cannot handle dry toast. It's fine. It's toast, it's bread, and it's a little crispy, but I do gotta, I gotta put something on it. I can't be having no dry toast. I, I want to put the, the vegan butter on there, maybe some peanut butter, maybe maybe some, uh, some uh, cinnamon sugar, uh, maybe uh, people like um, they like their uh, their Vegemite, their Marmite. That's uh, that's not dry. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, not no dry toast for me, please. Oh, jelly, jelly. Yup, you get jelly or jam, one of those things. But I don't know. Maybe you should put all of it on your your toast. It starts off dry. You put some butter, peanut butter, jelly, jam, Vegemite, honey. Oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah, honey, cinnamon, sugar, put it all on at the same time. Your toast will be so wet. 7A, lacking sweetness. The synonym is sec, S-E-C, and uh, the, the example is dry champagne. Yeah, there's more more with this. Uh, so if there's no sweetness, it is sec. Or um, I think so. I think demi sec would be considered uh, semi dry, demi semi, semi dry, and uh, people most people I think like the drier champagnes. And uh, well, let's talk about more. We we got more. We got seven B, having all or most sugar fermented to alcohol, as in a dry wine. Also, dry beer. So there is not a whole lot of sweetness. I feel like dry is a little... Why, why do we use this word dry? Why does it taste dry? I mean, sweet and sugar, you know, they go hand in hand. That makes sense when you got a sweet wine or a sweet champagne or a sweet beer. But what's, what's with the dry? Is there a scientific chemical reason why we use that? I mean... Is dry the opposite of sweet? I mean, usually savory is the opposite of sweet, but when you're talking about alcohol, you don't call it a, a savory wine. It's th- that means it's tasty. Uh, it tastes salty. Um, so uh, yeah, dry. I mean, I guess it just means like a lot of the, uh, the 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 flavor. Some of the flavors have been pulled out. They're not there anymore. I'm sure there's a much better description than what I'm trying to fumble through. But um, but yeah, I guess the other thing is maybe it makes your mouth kind of dry. I feel like I've heard that. Um, it, it sort of sucks the, the liquid, the saliva out of your mouth, so you literally do feel dry. I don't like these. I don't. I don't. I like the sweet. Please, more sweet. Please, please. Oh, and uh, it, so it says the most, all or most of the sugar has been fermented to alcohol. So it seems like, uh, and I don't know a lot about the science of this, but it seems like uh, maybe they're just fermented longer or they probably just have less sugar to begin with and uh, the sugar has then turned into alcohol and so it's not there to add to the flavor. And that's why it's not sweet. It's dry. 8A. Solids as opposed to liquid. As in, dry groceries. The groceries are not liquid. It's not, uh, it's not the wines or the beers or the champagnes. Uh, it's not the, the, the milks, the creamers, the yogurts. Would that be considered a liquid? Uh, no, we're talking about dry goods, dry things. I don't know, would like a mango be considered a dry good even though it's wet inside? It's not a liquid. It's probably still considered dry. B- nine, no, 8B, reduced to powder or flakes. The synonym is dehydrated. You could do this with, um, well, you could do this with apples, lots and lots of fruits and veggies. You can dehydrate them, pull out all of the, uh, the, the, the liquid, the water, um, and then you could grind that up into a powder or flakes. But the example we have is dry milk. So how do you do that? I guess the milk has been dehydrated. All the water has been pulled out of the milk, and so it just becomes a powder. 
Yes, there is powdered milk. I don't, I don't know if I've ever had it or used it in any way, but it exists. What's the point? Maybe it's uh, you can travel with it. Maybe it doesn't go bad like normal milk. And uh, so it's just another way. And then I don't, you got to probably add water, right? Probably got to add water so it becomes real milk. Nine, functioning without lubrication, as in a dry clutch. Oh, this is probably a car, and I think that is not probably the best way to operate a vehicle. I don't think you want a dry clutch. You got to have the lubrication, the oils, the greases, all of those things. Um, You know, that would be similar also, uh, functioning without lubrication, similar to the thing about a dry party. Uh, All of the people at the party are functioning without lubrication. Number 10 is talking about natural gas containing no recoverable hydrocarbon like gasoline. Uh, No, containing no recoverable hydrocarbon. So you can't get any hydrocarbon like gasoline out of the, uh, the thing that you are mining for, the natural gas, and so it's dry, I guess. 11. Requiring no liquid in preparation or operation, as in a dry photocopying process. No liquids required. I wonder if uh, early versions of photocopying must have required a liquid. So then this whole new fancy dry photocopying process was invented. You don't have to get all wet. You don't have to worry about spilling your liquids. It's dry. 12a. Not showing or communicating warmth, enthusiasm, or tender feeling. The synonym is severe, as in a dry style of painting. Hmm, did I read this right? I think I did. So this style of painting shows no warmth, no enthusiasm. You're not enthusiastic about your painting and no tender feelings. That's a, it's a very severe style of painting. Hmm. Hmm. I thought we were going to talk about a person and their uh, personality type and how they interact with other humans. But no, painting. Painting is the example that we got. Hmm. That is a, that is an interesting one. Huh. Uh, 12B, the synonyms are wearisome and uninteresting, as in dry passages of description. Uh, We're describing this, and we don't care, and it's uninteresting. 12C, lacking embellishment, the synonym is plain. Yup. 13A, not yielding what is expected or desired. What is expected or desired is not, it's not happening, it's not coming through. The synonym is unproductive, as in a writer going through a dry spell. They really are desiring to have the muse uh, convince them something to write. The, the muse is going to help them and uh, get them to write something, but they're they're not getting what they want, what they expect, what they desire. They're being very unproductive. 
that's uh that that's it you're there you're, you're just being a terrible writer no obviously that's not true everybody goes through this a dry spell of some kind if you're a creative person in some way and you uh, do something and you have trouble doing it you got a dry spell writing i think is the biggest one you hear writers going through a dry spell a lot hitting that writer's block that happens 13b having no personal bias or emotional concern as in the dry light of reason the dry light of reason so you have no personal bias or emotional concern you don't really care you're like yeah it's fine just uh, do whatever you got to do i i don't care i don't have a bias one way or the other i'm not emotionally attached to this situation the dry light of reason. I don't really understand what that example means. My brain doesn't always do what it is supposed to do. 13C. The synonyms are reserved and aloof. Hmm. Reserved and aloof. I don't agree with those words. I think that they are different. I think... I see I see what they're trying to say. I guess I think of aloof as being more goofy and silly. Uh, and then reserved is really the opposite of that. It's um, just chilling in the corner, not really doing much, not really talking much, just being kind of chill and dry. Uh, so that one I think of more as dry. Aloof, though, I guess you could be kind of like you're just like, nah, yeah, I don't care, fine, whatever. That's kind of dry. 14. Marked by matter-of-fact, ironic, or terse manner of expression, as in a dry wit. I don't think I have one of these. You're very matter-of-fact, you're ironic, and uh, you're terse. You're just like, you know what, I'm just going to say what I think, and I'm very smart about it and funny, and I have a dry wit. 15. Lacking smooth sound qualities, as in A dry, rasping voice. Hopefully I don't have that. 16. Being a dry run, as in a dry rehearsal. You know, let's just do a dry run. You know, we we, we did some rehearsals, but, um, you know, we're still pretty pretty green. Uh, Let's just give it a shot. Let's give it a go. Read from your scripts. It's fine. You, you, You got this. Well, let's just see how it goes. Dry run. Maybe like uh, doing a race. You got to do the dry run of the race before you do the real race. Oh, boy, that was all the definitions. Dry-ish is an adjective. Dryly, with an I or a Y in the middle, that is an adverb. And dryness is a noun. And my throat was starting to feel kind of dry, so I had some water. Hopefully it helped. Okay, the etymology says this is from Old English dreig, akin to the Old High German trukan, which means dry, from Old English drianyan. What is this word? Drianyan. That means to drain. So yes, it's all about like removing the liquid from a thing makes it dry. Um... Some of these, some of these have taken another turn, though. Like, um, 
dry style of painting, dry passages of description. I'm looking in the higher numbers here, 11, 12, uh, 13. Yeah, there, you know, I'm sure there was a logical evolution for most of these, but, you know, a lot of them aren't really dealing with liquid in any way. All right, I got to move on to the rest. What was my sound effect? I don't know. It was something like boom, boop, boop, boop. The second form of dry is a verb from before the 12th century. Transitive is to make dry, and intransitive is to become dry. Make dry, become dry. When I finish my shower, I dry off myself. I dry my body with a towel, and then my body is drying because it is becoming dry, either from the air or from the towel. Dryable is an adjective. But then the towel needs to dry. The, the towel starts drying when it's hanging on the hook. Boom, 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 boom. The third form of dry, noun from the 13th century. One, the condition of being dry. The synonym is dryness. Hmm. So the first form was all adjective. You describe a thing as being dry, but now we're talking about a thing is dry. Uh, yes, it has dryness. It is dry. So it is. It's that's the dry. That's the that's dry. Two, something dry, especially a dry place, like a desert is dry. It's it is a dry. It's a dry place. So it's dry. That that desert is dry. Oh, this sounds weird now. Number three, the synonym is prohibitionist. So this is somebody who wants to get rid of all of the alcohol and and they want everything to be dry. So they are a dry, I guess. Next is dryad or dryad. D-R-Y-A-D. Noun from the 14th century, the synonym is wood nymph. It's also called a dryad. Well, this is from the Greek word dris, D-R-Y-S, which means tree. And there's more at the word tree. But it doesn't really, uh, there's no part of the word that is connected to nymph, like a, like a little fairy, I think of, a wood nymph, a dryad, but that's what it is, just a little thing, probably a mythological creature that lives in the trees, in the forests, in the woods, in nature. I think I'm going to go be a dryad when I grow up. Okay, this next word, when I was reading through the words before recording, I read this as dryasdist dry as dist um but it is actually i think dry as dust maybe maybe it's all one word the pronunciation says it looks like it should be pronounced dry as dust dry as dust i would want to say dry as dust not dry as dust but whatever way you want to say it it doesn't change the meaning and it's just spelled dry as dust, D-R-Y-A-S-D-U-S-T. All one word, though. That's the weird thing about this. 
It's an adjective from circa 1872. The synonym is boring. Boring. Oh, this is so dry as dust. This meeting, this this speaker, this speech, this th- th- exhibit, whatever it is, it's dry as dust. Dry as dust is also a noun. I can't, I don't, who uses this as one word to describe a thing? Maybe I've heard it used just to say it's dry as dust, it's old and boring, but uh, spelled this way? I don't know. That's that's a fascinating one. Dry cell. Two words. Cell is like the cells in your body, but they're not in your body. It's a different kind of cell, but that's how it's spelled. C-E-L-L, noun from 1893, a voltaic cell whose contents are not spillable. It is called also dry battery. So for what, So some way, for some reason, you cannot spill the contents of this battery, I guess, this cell. I don't know enough about cells and batteries to understand how the contents can or cannot be spilled. But I guess it's possible. So a dry cell is a dry battery. Dry clean. Two words with a hyphen. Uh, Verb from 1817 starting with transitive. To subject to dry cleaning. And intransitive is to undergo dry cleaning. Dry cleanable is an adjective. All right, how do you do this? How does this work? Who? I don't understand. Oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to get a little bit more information, but I don't know how much it's going to help me. I, I, I don't get dry cleaning. Some things need to be dry cleaned. So you got to go take them to one of those laundry places that can't do dry cleaning because I don't think you could do it at your own home. Can you? Do you know how to do that? Do you have the proper machinery? I highly doubt it. I sure don't. So if I have anything that needs to be dry cleaned, I got to take them to boom, 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 a dry cleaner. Noun from 1897. <laughs> Six, no, 80 years later, after dry clean, finally we got dry cleaners. We had the process invented, but nobody knew how to do it. One whose business is dry cleaning. What's your business? Dry cleaning. Don't you mess with my business. It's dry cleaning. Boom, 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 boom. Dry cleaning. That's my business. Noun from 1855. All right, so there was the dry cleaning. Dry clean is the process, the verb, of subjecting to dry cleaning. And then almost 40 years later, we got the actual dry cleaning process. And then 40 years after that, we got the people who could do this process, which is, number one, the cleansing of fabrics with substantially non-aqueous organic solvents. Hmm. A substantially non-aqueous organic solvents. So does that mean that they are, most of the organic solvents they use are non-aqueous, or does that mean that the organic solvents they use are 
are mostly non-aqueous, but maybe they're a little aqueous. I don't know what any of that really means, other than it's something about less water, I guess? Less water or no water? Something like that. But so is it still a liquid? It just doesn't have as much water in it? So it's dry because it has less water? But you still use liquids, so it's not really dry. It's just... Uh, that's This is why it's weird. Number two, something that is dry cleaned is the dry cleaning. Oh, yeah. All right. I guess maybe I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to learn more about dry cleaning. I know you kids today, you're uh, you're crazy for the dry cleaning. Boom, 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 boom. Dry dock. Two words with a hyphen. Transitive verb from 1854. To place in a dry dock. You're dry docking something, so let's learn about that next one. Boom, 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 boom. Dry dock, two words, noun from 1626. A dock that can be kept dry for use during the construction or repairing of ships. So it's, uh, like, a, it's like a dock that you would normally see on a, a lake or a body of water. A body of water. But um, I guess it's, uh, it's in a dry area. It's not on the water. But you can still connect a boat to it. If they got to be repaired or built or something like that. Put it in the dry dock. That's what they always say. Bum, brum, brum, bum, bum. Dryer. D-R-Y-E-R. It's a variation of dryer with an I. Bum, brum, bum, 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 the last word is dry erase board. Dry hyphen erase next word board. So it's three words, but there's only one hyphen. Noun from 1983. The synonym is whiteboard. So it's not a chalkboard, which is a certain kind of material that you can write on with chalk. Um, that would also be called a blackboard usually, uh, but this is a whiteboard, so it's a kind of plastic, I think, that's very, uh, shiny, and, uh, it's, it's usually white. You could probably get other colors, I would assume, and, uh, there are special kinds of markers. You don't want to use a permanent mark marker. You don't want to use a Sharpie on it, because it's going to be hard to get it off there, uh, but there are special markers called either dry erase markers or wet erase markers, and uh, those are a little bit different. And you can use them on the whiteboard, and then you could easily wipe it off and put something new on there. And they're very useful, and we use them uh, pretty often at work. I feel like I should have one at home. I'm not sure where I would put it or what I would put on it exactly, but maybe someday I'll have my own. I'll have my very own dry erase board. Someday, someday, I'll be a real boy with a dry erase board. Okay, it is word of the episode time. So, we had Druze, dry, 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 dryad, dry as dust, dry cell, dry clean, dry cleaner, dry cleaning, dry dock, dry dock, dryer, and dry erase board. Hmm, I mean, clearly dry, that's a big one. There's a whole whole lot of things to say about the word dry. Um, dry as dust was interesting. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards dry erase board, though. I like that. 
Uh, I'm trying to think about what to do for a song. A song, it's song time. Sassing a little song about the word of the episode right off the top of my head, and they're usually pretty bad. Dry erase board. Dry erase board. You write your stuff on the dry erase board with the dry erase marker or a wet marker, but not a permanent marker. And then you can wipe it off. You can wipe off the stuff that you write on the dry erase board with the dry erase marker and you wipe it off. You wipe it off so it goes away and then you can write something new. Write something new. All right, that was fine. That was just just wonderful and great. Uh, I will quickly say I watched the movie 3,000 Years of Longing, written and directed, I believe, by the same guy who did the, um, oh boy, my brain shut down, the um, Mad Mad Max movies. And uh, it's a a take on the genie story. He's called a djinn in uh, this movie, which I think is the original name for a genie. So it's a little bit more authentic in that way. Um, And so you learn a little bit more about like, who were these jinns in this type of story and goes through his this guy's history and uh it's a yeah it's a really fun interesting take on that and um visually really interesting there are definitely some scenes that are not probably appropriate for the less mature of the people or the kids um i was watching it on a on a little screen on um <laughs> Well, actually, I think it was on my phone. I was watching on my phone on a plane, and I was sitting on the aisle, and then all these scenes came up, and I was like, oh, that's not appropriate for other people to probably see. They don't. I don't think they want to see that. So be aware if you watch it. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I liked it. Really, really cool uh, visuals and, and stuff. Okay, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Please tell all of your friends to come Listen to this, and then you can talk about it together. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.